can save the day. Welcome to Mighty House. This is a radio show for people with problems. Home improvement problems, that is. Send an email now to Robbie at MightyHouse.net or call into the show at 877-711-5611. From foundation leaks to roof repairs, the Mighty House team is on the job. You're You're listening listening to Mighty House. All right, good morning, Chicago. I'm Ron Calgill. The Mighty House team is on the air. Do you work? Uh, do you work on your five hundred dollar computer? How about your five thousand or maybe twenty thousand dollar car? If you don't, is it because you don't know what you're doing? And if you do, don't repair your own car or your own computer. Why do you think it's okay to work on the most expensive investment in your life? Are you really going to work on your home all by yourself? Why not give us a call and find out if there's something you should try, and we can maybe help you through that. Uh, we can help you put up a put a game plan together so you can tackle that home project. With a little help from us, maybe you can make sure the most expensive investment does not turn into your most expensive mistake. And you can give us a call at 877-711-5611. That number again, 877-711-5611. We got open phones right now, so get your questions in. In the first hour, we'll be taking your calls, and we'll have the Mighty House Tip of the Week with Rich Calgill. In the second hour, we're going to be talking with Kim MacGyver from Habitat for Humanity. and uh, she's part of the women's build. So we're going to find out what's going on with that. And, uh, she'll be in, in the second hour, along with, uh, clutter clarity from Robbie Earhart. And in the third hour, just be uh phone calls and, uh, giveaways and all kinds of fun stuff like that. So you can join us on Facebook live right now, brought to you in part by roofers and waterproofers, local 11, smart Two Sixty Five, Mr. Floor and Maggie rad. We're broadcasting worldwide and live at MightyHouse.net, TuneIn.com. We're also on the Gab Radio Network. Just look for Mighty House Home Improvement Show. Podcasts and previous shows available at MightyHouse.net, Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud, and on HomeImprovementUSA.com. Find links to all of them at MightyHouse.net. And uh, video clips of the show are available at MightyHouse.net and on our Mighty House YouTube channel. And you can follow us on, uh, let's see, where, oh, you can follow us on Facebook by looking for Mighty House Home Improvement Show. And our Twitter handle is at Mighty House. And you can give us a call on the Mr. Floor helpline. It's 877-711-5611. And if you do, you'll have a chance to win your choice of Mr. Floor cleaning products. They're all non-toxic and environmentally safe. And you can learn more at MrFloor.com. Dot com. There you go. Did you hear me? No. Because you're, you're futzing with your headset. So then I turn it off because you can hear that <gasps> coming through. So I had you off. But I turned it on knowing that you would say something right then. You when, are so rude. When you're, futzing, I, when you're futzing with your headset and all that, it, all you hear is... Why in the world did I get up early on my vacation and <laughs> drive all the way over here for you to turn me off? I, you're on now, though. Oh, good. Thank you very much. <laughs> See, you're, do, you're, you're, you're done futzing with your headset. So now now the, the mic's on. So I, I just watch. And as soon as you start futzing with it, I turn you. I was doing that last week too. Because <gasps> <laughs> all that rustling is, uh, you know, it gets to be irritating after a while. Fine. I'll just go outside. It'll be really rustling oh, out there. Yeah. No, no, no. Is it windy there today? No, it's beautiful. Is it? It's still and quiet. So I could have maybe stayed where I was instead of driving all across the country. Well, but you thought you'd play it safe. Yeah, I did. Thank yeah, just thank- for you. I wanted to play it safe. Thank you. No, just- no, no, not for me, for the listener. 
So speaking of across the country playing it safe, what's going on over there with damming? The damming? Ice yeah, you damming? said everybody's going to be calling you because of ice damming. Oh, that's all I was doing yesterday. I heard some kids, though. They were walking down the street. They were coming home from school yesterday. They went, hey, look, Santa's on the roof. But, you know, that's the way it goes. I didn't have a red jacket on. <laughs> if I had a red jacket on, then I could see that. But, you know, it's like, come on, really? Are you making that up? No. Um what you know i was i was up on a roof we were trying to get all the the ice damming you know the ice off the edge of the gutters and pulling the roof the uh snow down off the edges of the roof so that's the way it goes nice uh-huh so did a lot of that had some burst pipe uh finally got home about one o'clock last night that's why there oh, is this no morning this morning okay yeah this morning <laughs> this morning yeah and uh i don't know took a shower went to bed that was it i was done well at least it's a heat wave now it's 18 in chicago yeah possibly hit almost 50 tomorrow yeah so you well, survived we, oh, all you, you got to do now is print cheap t-shirts and sell them online and you can quit your job <laughs> i survived the, the chicago polar vortex yeah of, of uh 2019 yeah so Somebody be printing them already. Yeah, no. Then the more this, it, I, the phones are just going to start going again today. I, you know, I talked to my plumbers, my heating guys yesterday. Everybody was flying around, and uh, my plumber finally called it at ten o'clock last night. He's like, "That's it. I'm not taking any more calls. I got to let my guys get some sleep." So, um, and he was just scheduling for Sunday now, because Saturday yeah. was already booked solid, assuming they could get everything done. So. That's uh, that's the way it's going. If you're if you have the roof leak, oh, and I brought some show and tell later too. So maybe in the next segment, I'll we'll we'll do some show and tell. Cool. Um, so <clears throat> if you if you need if you have ice damming issues, you've had it in the past. You don't have the gutter heat cables on the roof, then you might want to get up there and pull some of that snow down off the edge, two to three feet up from the edge of the gutter, and get that snow down and out of the way. So that that and way, then maybe you'd want to get your house fixed by properly air sealing it and stuff. No, 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 or, no. Or you could just deal with it every year. <laughs> yeah, you could actually fix the issue too. Yes, that is Stop that is throwing band aids. That's right. Ice and water shield works really well too. You know, so when next time you roof it, put ice and water shield down. Uh, you know, stuff like that. That works well. So. All right, we've got the uh, phones are going here, so you want to, what, we should just start off with the phones real quick. Let's uh, let's start off with line three. Give us line three there, Randall. All right. Hey, Will, you're on Mighty House. Hey, we're having a heat wave, a tropical <laughs> heat wave. Anyway, <laughs> it's, it's been crazy. Um, had an inspection yesterday, which uh, would be interesting. Um, three-unit condo with a storefront, a professional storefront. Sure. And the storefront was having leakage above the windows, the big, you know, picture windows in front. Sure. Uh, that were kind of a wraparound. Yes, and, it depends um, for window above dressing. the uh, front area was a balcony for the uh, for the second story, you know, condominium. Uh-huh. And so they're getting they're getting all this leakage um through from the soffits, you know, about yep. the windows. Yep. And so I went over there, took pictures, did moisture meter readings, did thermal. Uh basically what it is a combination of the lintel on the outside was sealed shut and the um 
that was a girder up there and it just wasn't properly insulated. Sure. It had condensation. Sure. So uh, the owner there uh, was, wasn't was there. She was a professional person. And uh, she called me. I sent the report to the condo board president and a copy to her. But she kept arguing with me that it wasn't that. And I says, no, it's just condensation on this cold steel because it's not, it's not insulated. Right. It's, you know, it's, it, it, it's just not whatever. So she kept arguing with me. I says, okay, go over to the north west corner or northwest corner of your your front window she goes okay i'm there i says now you've got this hanging thing in the window it's a sign and you've bottom of it you've got this table leaning against the window and she goes yeah and i says okay pull those away and look what's behind them she looks what's behind them and there's like a quarter inch of ice on the on the window <laughs> the rest of the windows are fine sure and i says the reason this is the way it is is because you have no heat ventilation onto it and so it's accumulating. That's right. exactly what's happening up in your softens. And right. then when that 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 uh, uh, when that melts, you're just getting water coming in. Oh, okay. Well, I'm 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 sure it's not that. I'm sure it's a downspout that's not properly routed. They go, lady, there are no downspouts in front of the building. So it is what it is. Sure. Um, and you know, a lot of times people don't want to see it, but you'd be surprised how much moisture you get from just condensation and from uh, Bad insulation. Yeah. So there's also there's also a, there's also a significant amount of water that comes from burst pipes. Just saying. Uh, right. Oh yeah. <laughs> sure. Well, I don't know you, if you, you saw my, my my specialty toilet, didn't you? The yeah. Picture I posted. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you look on Facebook, the 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 water in the tank froze, and then it 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 cracked the porcelain tank so that all that was left was the block of ice that was in the tank. That that was an remember, excellent picture. It's a, it's a very interesting fact that of all the commonly available materials, I'm not talking exotic ones that you make in a lab. Right. Water is the only material that expands when it freezes. Everything I was going to say heat expands, cold. cold contracts. So why would it explode? Right. Well, because water expands when it's frozen, because it's got a special. Uh, molecular structure. And the reason I believe that that happened is God designed it so we could have fish that lived. Because <laughs> if you're in a lake yeah. and the water freezes, it floats to the top because when it expands, it becomes less dense. And yeah. therefore, the fish down south don't All right. freeze up. We got to take so a break. Thanks, God Will. Hang on. Hang Here I come to save the day. Here they come to save the day. This is Mighty House. We're broadcasting worldwide and live. MightyHouse.net, TuneIn.com. We're also on the Gab Radio Network. Just look for Mighty House Home Improvement Show. You can give us a call on the Mr. Floor helpline also. It's 877-711-5611, and you will have a chance to win your choice of Mr. Floor cleaning products. They're all non-toxic and environmentally safe, and you can learn more at MrFloor.com. You can also join us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Mighty House. We're going to have that drawing today for the uh, Klein Tools curved pliers, uh, wire strippers, I mean. And uh, next month, the tool they are sending us is the 24-inch level. So we're going to be uh, mailing out a level then for next month. So, a bubbleometer? A bubbleometer, yes, as, as Robbie would call it. I like it. it. So patreon.com slash Mighty House. Sign up there and... Uh, Every month we have a Klein Tool drawing, and someone on the list there will win. So uh, 
Klein tools are great tool product, and uh, for a buck a month, you can't beat it. Uh, let's see. What else was I going to talk about here real quick? I don't know. You don't know. Thoughts are going to have people call in and, and and talk about how they made it through the, the cold. Yeah. They did to keep their pipes from freezing today, keep the cabinets open or whatever. Sure, yeah. We we do we did that. Um, we've also I got- kept my stuff from freezing by not putting it in the freezer. Gotta <laughs> <laughs> be eighty two today. Oh, look Bright at you. thing in my eye. Yeah. Yeah, the the, the you've got to watch out because the sun is just glaring through the window and hitting you right in the face. Yes. Yes. That's brutal. Oh, it's so bright. Uh huh. All right, cool. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. You know. No problem. I don't know. I just looked at the weather map. It says the weather map says it's thirty up there, which I'm pretty sure is incorrect. Uh that I don't know. I mean it's well, been the phone war- says eighteen and then the national map said thirty up there. That I'm not there. Let me take a look. I oh, it's twenty three. Ooh. That's what it's saying. So nice. Yeah. Which I mean that's like seventy five degrees warmer than Yep. Two days ago, so it was it was twenty four below, yes, on Wednesday morning, uh, it, at least in uh, in my area. There were some areas are twenty seven. Rockford on Thursday morning was down to uh, thirty five, I think, below on Thursday and morning. That's the temperature, that's the air temperature, not air temperature, wind not, chill. not wind chill, correct? With the, Rock, with, can you? Yeah. Can you talk about unfreezing pipes and how you're not supposed to take like a blowtorch to pipes? <laughs> okay, I, uh, that's possible. We could probably do that. Uh, I mean, Randall's directing. What, what do me people the, do when their pipes are frozen? And Randall's directing me to the uh, the phone, so we can talk oh. about that in a minute. But uh, okay, let's go to Tony on line three. Hey, Tony, you're on Mighty House. I got, hi guys. Hey, hey um, right. I got a question, an electrical question. Sure. Um, I built a a big house around a little house, got in a new service and everything. Um, which, you know, then we had to put in new arc bulb, uh, circuit breakers. Uh And I am having GFI's trip, um, on their own, um, periodically. Oh, yeah. It seems to be three, three that are, seem to be the problem. The, The other, I think two or three in the house are not tripping. I am wondering, um, are there certain GFCIs that are not compatible with the, New arc fault uh, circuit breakers. So you've got arc fault, you've got GFI on arc fault circuits. Yes. Got it. Okay. Um, haven't run into that yet, although I I could see where that might be a possibility. Uh, it, I don't I don't see where GFIs because they're only going to sense, uh, you know, a, a, any power going to ground instead of through the neutral like it's supposed to. So. It's just monitoring that. So I'm not sure that that would actually uh, have an issue where arc fault would do it. And arc fault's just looking for the uh, for the spark, you know. So, um, you know, I, I'm seeing in the stores, um, and I'm not sure if I bought one of these or not, but self-testing GFCIs. Um, correct. Well, all is, of them are. You hit the te- I, I yeah. They're, they're all yeah. They're all te- there. There's they're all, all there's a test button. Yeah. There's a test button, and then there's the on. So you well, can always, always hit that test button. Well, they say self-testing. So I'm assuming that the GFCI is testing itself. Not, I mean, obviously they all have buttons that you can test you right. know, by pushing it. Correct. But they're aver- some of these are advertising self-testing GFCIs. So I'm assuming that they 
periodically test themselves? I do not know. That is something I'll have to look into. And if they're doing that, that's going to, and, and you're having problems, that then it trips the breaker? The arc fault breaker? The, well, no, it's not tripping the breaker. It's tripping the GSDI, which is turning off, you know, other stuff. Because right now I got the house for sale. So I'm getting calls that, hey, the the breaker was tripped in the bathroom. The breaker was tripped at, you know, on the, the wall that the uh, under cabinet lights on, you know, there's three different GFCIs that are tripping, and the rest in the house are not. Okay, what are, um, what is running off of those? Are you running lights or anything off of those? Well, the ones in the bathroom, obviously the the outlet. Um, the I have a uh, wet location um, exhaust fan above the shower uh-huh. that is running off the GFCI. Um, the lights are not. The vanity lights are not running off that, so it's just the outlet and the wet weather location. Uh, the, the, okay, I would, I would, I would, I would. In the kitchen. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say I would well, go along in the and, kitchen, and the, I would go ahead and turn <laughs> on the fans. And we're getting a little bit of a delay here. I would, I would go ahead. You know, if you've got something on that GFI that's running off the load side, then I would be playing with that because it could be. Uh, something in the switch, something in the motor, that's that's tripping that GFI. And if it's only the ones that have a yeah. load on them, then you may want to uh, you know, check those and see what's going on with those circuits where there's where the load is. So, and which one is it on in the yeah. kitchen? <clears throat> the kitchen is on one wall, and it's just the outlets on that wall, which is nothing plugged in, and the under cabinet lighting, which is not. So it does not go on. A self-test, uh, but, you know, well, me, well, it, it it trips on itself. So, I mean, if, if you turn the light switch on and it trips, you you would hear a trip. But right. that's not the case. It is tripping on its own without any draw on it whatsoever. Okay. Here, let, let Rich go. The self-test GFI checks the flow, the current every three seconds. So it is pushing the test button itself, basically. And resetting itself? It will test itself every three seconds, according to this, the Legrand ones, the ones we always use. So my curiosity would be is that the trips occasionally, because sometimes stuff is on or it is not on, but I don't know enough about it. You're the electrician. If I had a hot and neutral reversed, would that cause on a self-test it to trip? Well, it would never fire up. Um, And I only only use Neutron gfis and then so. the other thing would be because <laughs> so. i know i ran into it trying to do gfi breakers is that you can't have the shared neutral correct unless you it's use got, it. you know so if you've got two circuits on right. one neutral then that's going right. to give you another no, the not. similar problem yeah yeah you have to use a 220 breaker then um but you can i, I would uh, for you might want to look at swapping those out and put some lutron gfis in because that's the only that's the only gfi i use is lutron so if this is legrand or something Lutron, yes. Um, Lutron. Lutron. Yeah, L-U-T-R-O-N. And if you're using Legrand or something else like that or some Home Depot special. Well, you know what Legrand is. Box store. Yeah, if it's box store stuff, I don't know. It's less quality for a price point. They're definitely box store. Oh, okay. Yeah, Yeah, there's your first problem. Lutron. Yeah, look into the Lutron. Try buying a quality product. Yeah, try. I would try the Lutron uh, GFIs on there first, then, and see if that makes a difference. Okay. And it might. I'm. You might want to. You know, especially if it's the ones that just have loads on them, 
then you might you definitely uh-huh. want to you might want to just look into the putting the lutrons in those areas then for sure. Yeah. So okay, great. That's All strange. Right, I haven't I haven't heard about that. So that's that's good information. I'll, I'll have to watch for it now. Well, so. yeah. I mean, I I think uh, you know because the codes just change, right? With sure. You know, bring everything up to arc bolts and everything. Um, so yeah, I think uh, you're going to run into that problem. Yep. You know, new problems. I think that you never ran into before. Right, right, yeah, and, and uh, arc faults okay. are a pain in the butt, so um, <laughs> they're not fun. Yeah, and expensive. No, yeah, expensive, especially when you when you do a whole house. Yes. Know? Oh no. Yeah. yeah. No. It it's it's brutal. So I I feel for you, brother. Yeah, if, it so if you if that works, <laughs> give us a call back and let us know if that works or not. I will. I will let you know. All right. Thank cool. You. Thanks. All All right. Thanks, Tony. All right, there, fresh meat. You got it. All right. Cool. Oh, by the way, uh, guys. Oh, that's right. You're getting to Florida. By the by. Fresh Meat's parents are out of town. It party at Fresh Meat's house today. Tonight. I don't right, think Fresh so. Meat? Don't they're say not, that. They're not listening right now. <laughs> but <laughs> huge party at Fresh Meat's there house. There is a party. <laughs> I was in downtown Chicago last night. I didn't get home till like nine o'clock. So it was too late to do anything oh, fun. But tonight. I would never do anything irresponsible. <laughs> I might have friends over, but nothing crazy. Unfortunately, They're okay with that. Unfortunately, fresh meat. I absolutely believe you, without a doubt in my yeah, mind. Usually, I, people do. I believe you. <laughs> so you, you, later on in life, you're going to be able to use that to your advantage. See? Yes. <laughs> if if you're not already. Thank you. All right, party at party over at uh, Fresh Meat's house tonight. Nine o'clock. Is that when it starts? Uh, probably earlier than oh, that. <laughs> oh, that's right. Because you have to be in bed by ten. Yeah. Yeah, see. <laughs> there you go. All right, cool. Uh, we got two minutes. All right. Hey, do you want to see my uh, my show and tell I brought in from the truck that I had to dig out? Yeah. Is it frozen? Not anymore. Not anymore. So it, this, I don't, I don't know if you can see this on the Facebook here. But not yet. But there we go. Up. There we go. How about that right there? See, look at that. Now you look like you're the sound guy. That's your super duper shovel. This is this is the. I know I got to go off the side here. Oh, that's this, for reaching up onto the roof to take the snow off the edge. Huh? Yeah, that's the roof rake right there. And then you can. Ex- it, it has uh, buttons. It extends out to 16 feet, so uh, you can stand on the stand on the ground and you can pull that all down and you got to be careful because if you pull it down too fast, it's like comes on you. (laughs) Yes. You'll start an avalanche and then it'll come down on you. So if you're doing a sheet metal roof or something that's got us, it's pretty slick. You got to be careful because all of a sudden it'll come down and it's just, it's just a huge avalanche. You got three feet of snow coming at you. So, uh, the roof rake is a is a great product uh, to be able to stand on the ground and still get to that stuff. So it gets you get to the edge of it, uh, and then you don't have to worry about people saying, "Hey, look, Santa's on the roof," because you'll be on the ground. Always a good thing. Yeah. All right, we're gonna take another quick break, and we'll be back with more Mighty House right after this. You okay, Robbie? No, she's this not falling down. Yeah, she fell down. <laughs> Mighty House will return. Does your dig that? Let's dig it. I thought you said your dig did not bite. Is that a snot, my dog?
It's Mighty House. Call Mighty House now at 877-711-5611 and get advice from the experts themselves. This is Mighty House. You can join us on Facebook Live right now. Brought to you in part by Roofers and Waterproofers Local 11, Smart 265, Mr. Floor, and Mag Erad. Podcasts or previous shows available at MightyHouse.net, Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud, and on HomeApprovementUSA.com. Find links to all of them at MightyHouse.net. You can give us a call on the Mr. Floor helpline. It's 877-711-5611. And you will have a chance to win your choice of Mr. Floor cleaning products. They're all non-toxic and environmentally safe. And you can learn more at MrFloor.com. There you go. I saw her shadow coming up, so I wasn't sure if she was going to make it. I know. <laughs> see, that, see, Robbie, she's not she's not stuck in the studio, so she's out walking around. She gets up and leaves. She's getting, you know, what are you what are you uh, posing with there, Robbie? What is that? Well, I'm waiting for Facebook to catch up to it, so what? I can see. Uh, it's like where... it's at the very bottom of the screen. Okay. There you go. Hi. Is that well, better? Yeah, a little higher. What? What is that? Fishing it's for? Fishing. I can't see the rest of it. Fishing for something. Can you? Can you see it now? No. All we can see is fishing. Fishing for what's the last word? Okay. Platter. Floaters. Fishing for floaters. floaters. Okay. So it's poop, and you put it in your bathtub. <laughs> And then you got a little fishing pole and a little net. And while you're in your bathtub, you fish for floaters. Uh-huh. And then I'm, I'm going to assume this is a kid's game? It is a kid's game. Okay. Or Robbie. Isn't it awesome? <laughs> or, 36 or, minutes in. 36 <laughs> minutes in. That's all it took. <laughs> well, I saw it. So when I'm down here, I also volunteer at a thrift store sure. because I have a problem. Yes. And uh, I saw this game, Fishing for Floaters, and it's brand new, and I'm like, well, I have to get it for somebody. <laughs> so one of my little cousins down here is like four years old or six years old or uh-huh. something like that, and I was told she really likes poop. Nice. So we're going to go fishing for floaters. Excellent. There I know. Go. I'm very excited. Wait till she gets in the <laughs> habit of trying to create her own. <laughs> <laughs> She's got to be pretty good at filling diapers anyway, isn't she? Four years yeah, but, old? Oh, my gosh. So Four she, or six. You know what? I'm not sure how old she is. Four or six anyway. by then? Yeah. She, all right. Well, that's the way yeah, it goes. Anyway. So, were you going to tell us about how to unfreeze the pipes? So, I'll just tell you my story. How's that? So, Uh-oh. so we get a call at seven o'clock last night and then there's water leaking in the basement you got to come figure this out that was your first mistake answering the phone at seven (laughs) o'clock at night yes (laughs) so and i had i was just getting back from all the roof raking and stuff because it finally was like the sun had gone down it was cold enough the roofs weren't uh generating any more water so they were they had stopped leaking so uh but then the pipes were falling out now so I go over there and it's for it's raining down this wall into this boiler room and it's just it's like a waterfall coming through and I'm thinking ah, this isn't you know this is like too much for it to be just a roof leak uh, or ice damming or something like that so um, 
try to find any shutoffs, can't find any shutoffs. Finally, I dig around, I find the, the water main, I turn that off and it slowed it down. And it was, you know, the, the torrential downpour was now just a nice stream. So then I'm thinking, what's going on with that? Why is it still on? I'm looking for other valves to turn off. And then I hear, uh, I'm over by the, there's a boiler, another boiler, and then a water heater. I turned off the water heater thinking maybe it was just water that's coming down from the uh, second floor and backfeeding that. And that didn't mean it, but then I heard the pumps running on the, on the, on the boiler. So I turned the boiler off. That actually stopped it. It was the, I thought it was the water lines, the hot or cold water lines, but it was the lines for the boiler that were going up the wall that froze. Hmm. So, um, and it's an old house. It's got balloon framing. And so, you know, there was probably enough heat that would, with the chimney effect that would go up there. But when it was 24 below, that wasn't enough. The cold over, over. Cold one out, huh? Yeah, yeah. And froze those pipes that went out to the radiators. So then we're cutting holes trying to find it because you could just hear the water like spraying in the walls up on the first floor and it's on one side of the wall was the kitchen on the other side of the wall was bookcases so it's not like you just blast holes but i I blasted a hole on the end wall and i was able to find where those pipes were running up through there went out got some shark bite connectors was gonna put you know just cut that section out i cut that section out the pipe falls i went "Uh (laughs) uh-oh so i cut a hole at the top it went up into 290s and it also had busted up there so we had to, I went upstairs, ripped out cabinets, went a whole bunch of stuff, cutting holes in the walls up there, found out it just went to one radiator segment. So I said, forget this. I just, we just capped them off. And then we had to bleed everything and, you know, bleed all the radiators in the house and get everything fired back up. So that's why we didn't get out of there till one o'clock. So, uh, turned into an interesting evening and this house has got holes just cut everywhere. <laughs> You're improving the stack effect now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, that that would just go up the outside walls. And then, you know, you had cabinets on both sides all the time, or it goes through a, the backside of a tub. So it's not like you could just cut a hole through the tub or the tile. Um, you know, it's just, it was, uh, it was, it was uh, trying to figure out how to get in without like major destroying things, you know? Right. So just taking out cabinets, disconnecting cabinets, emptying cabinets. Um, clearing stuff off the countertops and stuff so we could get above that and cut holes in the ceilings. So it was uh, an interesting evening, to say the least. So what happens is that finally started to thaw out. Oh, and as I'm as we're jiggling jiggling these pipes, ice is falling on us <laughs> down from the ceiling while we're trying to work on these pipes, and chunks of ice are falling and hitting us in the hand while our hands are on the wall. Um. So anyway, if you if you run into that, you need to uh, <clears throat> first locate, stop the leak. Then you can cut that section out of of pipe and replace it. And then you need to try and do some air sealing to stop wherever that air is coming in. Um, shark bite connectors are a quick, easy way. They're expensive. But uh, if you need to patch something together really fast, that's the way to do it. Um, you know, they actually I carry I carry couplers and caps. Yes. And I never make them permanent. Those things are just to stop it. Yep. Cuz they're reusable. So I use it all, you know, I take them off, put them on, take them off, but everything is always done with hard joint. Yes. Yeah. 
So they also make a uh, slip coupling also. You can cut two, like if you have a sp uh, split, you cut two inches out of that section. And then you can slide it down, uh, the shark bite, onto, the, onto one pipe. And then you slide it and click it back in onto the other. And you can fire it back up. So you can cut up to a two-inch section out if you've got those shark bite splice connectors, splice couplings. So that was pretty cool. I didn't realize they had those. I found those last night. So, um, shark what was bites, the piping in the house? Was it galvanized or copper? All of the above. So oh, a nice mix, huh? Yeah. So it it ran. It was it was uh all all galvanized. The main runs because it probably was a I think it was a steam boiler at one time, you know, because all the pipes like hang low through the basement, and they're all pitched back towards the one wise one way. So it was probably originally steam and then mm -hmm. turned over to. Just regular hot water at some point. But anyway, uh, then it goes and it turns to copper. And where it was going up the walls was copper. And that's where it split. And it, oh, you know what? I'll send you, Rich, I'll send you the pictures of, because it exploded them at the, uh, at a coupling and at the elbows. So as it, it just, it like, it was freezing. And then all of a sudden it just like mushroomed and then shot the pipes apart. It's, it's uh, really interesting how that it worked. Well, because all the fittings are, are particularly the '90s, those are typically um, thinner because those are those aren't uh, forged; they're stretched. Yes. So that's why a lot of times you'll see the elbows freeze first. Yeah, yeah, and you know, usually you'll see a split in the mm -hmm. in the pipe, but this just expanded the whole thing. You could see where the ice was expanding and and stretching the copper, but it just the the. Uh, the sweat joint just couldn't hold anymore, and it just popped it apart. But I'm surprised it could even do that. You know, if you've got the, I mean, I, if it's 24 below zero, I'm pretty sure the boiler's on. So you'd have water running through the hot side and the return side. Yes, unless that, because, but that was a separate zone out to this one porch area. And if it wasn't calling for heat long enough, it could freeze. So... All right, so we have to revise the what to do in the winter thing and make sure that all thermostats <laughs> are under demand? Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's it. You know what I mean? Even if that screen room or whatever was going to get a little toasty, you got to keep the water flowing. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, so the other thing is, now that we got cabinets out, we're cutting through the walls to get in behind the, the bathtub. And uh -huh. So then we're just going to spray foam. And I think we're going to try and air seal that and spray foam it and get it to so that air's not dropping down anymore. And hopefully we'll be able to uh, get that cold air stopped from falling down into the into the um, wall cavity. I'm going to send you a picture of this. See if I can attach these pictures real quick and send them out to you. It's and then we can put them on the Facebook and Twitter. I can put them on the Facebook if you can get them to me. Yep. They are uh, winging their ways to you. Winging their way, huh? Okay. Yes. So, uh, there we go. You all right, Robbie? She's sleeping. Yeah, so I was texting Randall because my computer's really, really slow now, and I was hoping he could get in and figure it out. Oh. Okay. Yeah, maybe at the top of the hour we'll get we'll uh we'll get you squared away. Cause he's got to come yeah, in. Yeah, something's use, going on. Yeah, he's got to come in and use my computer to do that. Nice. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Nice. <laughs> so there you go. Um, 
keep keep an eye out for the ice damming today as as it starts to warm up that or the damn ice either way so you're going to have to watch that um one way to do it is if you've got some uh old stockings uh what are those things called Robbie the pantyhose things pantyhose or nylons nylons fill those up with some uh ice melt and throw those up into the gutters and let those uh, start draining, and that'll help keep the water flowing through your gutters. So we'll take a quick break. We'll come back with a tip of the week next. You're listening to Mighty House. This is Mighty House. Mighty House will return. Lisa, if you don't like your job, you don't strike. You just go in every day and do it really half-assed. That's the American way. It's Mighty House. Call Mighty House now at 877-711-5611 and get advice from the experts themselves. This is Mighty House. We're broadcasting worldwide and live at MightyHouse.net, TuneIn.com. We're also on the Gab Radio Network. Just look for Mighty House Home Improvement Show. You can follow us on Facebook by looking for Mighty House Home Improvement Show, and our Twitter handle is at Mighty House. You can also find us at Patreon. Just go to patreon.com slash Mighty House. And we are having the Klein Tool giveaway this month. Uh, We'll be doing that drawing later today. The curved handled wire strippers. We'll be giving those away. And uh, next month is the 24-inch bubbler. I think that's what you call it, right, Robbie? It's a bubbler? I love my bubbler. Yeah, so it is a uh, 24-inch bubbler. So you'll be able to do that. And uh, if somebody wanted to sign up for the newsletter, Rich, how can they do that? Oh, you go over to MightyHouse.net. Click on the Contact Us page. First, last name, email address, and right there at the bottom, click on Boom, Done. Boom, Done. Okay. It's that simple. All right. And you can give us a call on the Mr. Floor Helpline. It's 877-711-5611. And you will have a chance to win your choice of Mr. Floor cleaning products. It's all non-toxic and environmentally safe. And you can learn more at Mr. Floor. Dot com. Dot com. Wow, she is really on a delay. Eight se- are you guys not hearing me? We are, but it's... Yes, later. You're on a pretty good delay. 877-711-5611 is the phone number, and it is now time for the tip of the week. Should we uh, get that going there, Rich, you think? Sure. Okay. If rumbling and cracking sounds are made by your water pipes in the wall... Oh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, are made by the water heater... <laughs> in or- the wall... Or never seems to be enough hot water, it's time to clean your tank. This condition occurs when the sediment, layers of sediment caused primarily by hard hard water, build up on tank bottom heating surfaces and produce heat-retarding scale. Maggie Rad is the patented food-grade compound designed to dissolve and remove the hard water sediment through the heater drain. Maggie Rad is a plumber's product safe enough for consumers to use. You can find Maggie Rad at your local plumbing supply house or even at Menards. If it's food grade and you eat it, will it clean out your pipes? Take all the hard scaling out of your pipes? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, you know, that might just like clean you right out. We'll have to Menards. we'll have to call them and ask you to see if that's what it does. Mm. So all right, you ready? Here we go. Here we go. Let's fire this off. Okay, Sparky. All right. So, Tim, I talk about kind of one of the design trends that probably started, I'd say, three years ago, but has really become 
very, very mainstream lately. Gray? Painting everything gray? No, gray is still alive. Ugh. Gray is the color for this year again. Ugh. A shade of gray. A blue-gray. It's a more blue-gray this year. Right? Oh, yeah? Okay. That's getting better. Yes. Well, I think they're transitioning into color. Anyway, that no, that wasn't talking about gray. It was talking about barn doors. Oh, yeah. There you go. You know, it used to be everybody just had a swing door. And, then, you know, we got a little fancy and we put in pocket doors. Uh-huh. And personally, I hate pocket doors. Because unless you spend the money, get some really good hardware, take your time, install them properly, they could be a maintenance nightmare. Yeah, but National Hardware makes a really good uh, pocket door system. with, And make sure mm -hmm. you get the trolley wheels and the trolley system, and it works really well. Right. Well, and I use another one. I can't remember the brand, but those are actually um, hydraulic or pneumatic and they, not pneumatic hydraulic but yeah they're connected so if you open one the other opens like yes paired yes but those are like super smooth but you're talking a thousand dollars for a frame you know what i mean for yep. those yep yep but anyway so let's go back to, to barn doors though barn doors what's really cool with them is uh you know you can use them on just about any room so they're great for doors that you only need to close off every once in a while so you know it could be your dining room maybe a laundry room or even a study uh, they can be used for nearly any room. Uh, there is a little planning, though, that uh, might be needed uh, as the door uh, may block an area that should be left open. So, you know, my, most doors are set off onto a corner. So you may not have room for a barn door track or to make it open all the way or because you, you don't want it sticking into a hallway. Uh-huh. So what's the best door to use? Well, there really doesn't matter. It's the best thing about barn doors is that they're hung from the top. So that means they can be made of most anything and unlimited designs. So you could take a piece of plywood and put all kinds of fancy stuff on the face of it and uh -huh. hang it, right? Yep. You're not going to have the stresses that you would from a regular door with the hinges being on one side and the strike on the other. Those, the strike side tends to sag. Right. And the or thickness. Or pull down of... on the hinge side, right? Yeah. So you don't have that with barn doors. Yeah. Or the Typically, thickness of the door. you don't have that with pocket doors. Yeah. You know, you, you can do a lot of, you've got a lot of options i think with your door because it's a mm -hmm. barn door versus a pocket door even a swing door right so the hardware is where it really got crazy so about three three and a half years ago i think we were first time we put you know saw barn doors coming in ID, on id drawings sure and the only hardware you could really get was kind of a it really looked like it came from a box <laughs> door or you know blaine's farm and fleet uh -huh. and it looked like a barn door rail that somebody painted black yep you know Instead of the galvanized that you put on the barn. The, if you look at barn door hardware now, some of the Euro rails with the uh, the double rollers. and I mean, there is some really cool stuff in stainless, chrome, oil rub bronze, you know, and yep. still the black ones out there. So there's a, a, a crazy amount of, of hardware that's out there. Um, and one of them that I like now, we just actually installed one, comes from Milano Doors. It's a hidden track. Really? So the door panel looks like it's up against the wall. And when it's open, yeah, it's just the door laying there. And when you close it, the door covers the opening. There is no visible hardware. Sweet. Oh, it, they're pain to install, but they are so cool looking. 450 bucks. Okay. It's not cheap. And that was the list price online. Sure. But we just did one. And it's like, it is really cool where it's like, how's that do that? Because <laughs> you don't right. see anything. So you could actually uh, do like a hidden bookcase or something with that then too. 
So yes, that, if you, you use that on a bookcase, you could slide the bookcase over. And yes, there, there there are some, you know, your safe room. Sure. A lot of good uses for that type of hardware. There's no doubt about that. Excellent. What? Uh, go ahead, Robbie. What are you holding up? I, we can't read that. I don't know. We can't. I hear. can't hear her either. Yeah. I didn't want you guys to see me chewing. Oh, I thought you were holding anyway. up a sign. No, I was chewing. <laughs> okay. okay. Never mind. So Back I will to you, continue. Rich. <laughs> yeah, go yes, ahead. thank you. Uh, anyway, so the other thing that uh, with barn doors, one thing you really want to take into consideration, though, is that type of track that you're using, right? Because you could use, you're going to need a header, something to mount that rail to. Um, I always suggest getting the hardware prior to opening up the wall. Uh huh. Uh, you know, because not every one of them mounts the same way. Some have mounts that you can move around so that you can hit a stud, but right. not all of them do. Some are fixed, and they might just need solid blocking in a couple of places. Yep. In a lot of them, we have to run the heart, you know, a header, you know, three feet either side of the door. You know, if you're doing doubles and so on, so you really need to look into that. So getting the hardware first is always a great idea. Uh, That's if you're opening the wall. Uh, and we can talk yeah. during the break. We just did one that we didn't get. The, we didn't have the opportunity to open the wall up. So did you just surface mount your your two by header? Yes, that's what we ended up. Because you can do it. that, and it gives you a much more rustic look. So it depends on your style. And we've done them very cleanly for that, you know, true transitional to contemporary look. Sure. Yeah, we ended up taking a piece of two by six and and screwing that to the studs, and then mm -hmm. that way we could lag through all of it. But they basically they sent us hard, you know, wheels. They sent us a slab of uh, steel, and that was it. And then some ferrules from the gutters, you know, that you use for your gutter right. ferrules. And they just, and it was we had to build this whole thing. It took mm -hmm. us two days to put this whole thing together because they just sent us random parts. We were we were making our own mounting brackets, drilling the holes through the quarter inch steel rail. Where did you get that from? Uh, an interior designer ordered it. It came through, and it was sitting on the front porch. Oh, well, that says a lot. There you go. <laughs> Back to you, Rich. We got the music playing. Go, close it up. No, we're good. I'm good. That was that okay. was the wrap-up, brother. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, order National Hardware to, and, and whatever this Rich just said. Milano Doors. There you go. Mighty House will return.